Welcome back to Save the World. Save the World with David and Aaron. You're faithful, tired, kind of out of it duo. <laughs> We're going to apologize for a couple of things here in advance really quickly. First yes. of all, we're not in the sound booth today. We're actually in my classroom. And so hopefully the audio quality isn't too bad. We're trying to do everything we can to mitigate extra noises and things like that. But just uh, if you hear a little sounds here and there, we apologize. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ghost that That's haunts my ghost. classroom <laughs> that you just heard. Don't mind him. We asked we ask him to leave beforehand. <laughs> the other thing to apologize for is that me and Aaron are both kind of loopy and out of it today. This is <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I'm normal, and David's a little out of it. <laughs> I think that's what I think that's what's going on. That sounds more like it. For for the listeners, just to understand, I started my first week of teaching this week, and I love teaching, and it's awesome. But it also brings along with it a new sleeping schedule. And the germs of hundreds of students <laughs> that enter your classroom. So my voice is a little lower and more zombie-like than normal. So I also apologize for that. And thus, I'm a little bit more loopy and out of it. <laughs> new sleep schedule. New bunch of people have to talk a lot more regularly. And then, like, kids. And it's okay. It's okay. They'll understand. Right, people? I hope so. <laughs> you better understand. Or else... Tesla is going to come get you. Yes. Tesla, the tiger <laughs> that roams this classroom. Aaron is very mystified by the many things in my classroom, <laughs> including my stuffed tiger that I have named Tesla, who guards my fridge so students don't take things out of it. <laughs> he is a stuffed toy, but <laughs> I was hoping that someday he'd come to life and actually guard the fridge that would be amazing <laughs> if he just stood up one day that would just that would be perfect <laughs> i would love it be like pinocchio right yeah, yeah. He, he, he could dream of being a real tiger <laughs> <laughs> i'm a real tiger <laughs> it's perfect as for now though tesla is just an adorable tiger aaron is currently holding him by the way for those that are wondering <laughs> he's He's much uh, akin to this small stuffed toy animal. Yes, yes. <laughs> it, it, yes. It reminds me of good days. When you played with tigers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that day I, I roamed with the tigers. I, was, uh, <laughs> I, I flew out to uh, Asia somewhere. Had a walk with, with some Bengal tigers. and you know, There was a whole herd of them. So. And you just stood in the midst of them and... Yes, yes. Bare-chested, and they accepted you as one of, your, of their own. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to put contacts in to make my eyes look a little bit cooler. But other than that, yep, they just they they saw me for the tiger that I have inside. So I, I, it seems reasonable. <laughs> the tiger that you naturally are yes. on the inside. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I realized something. Listening to our previous recordings, we're so long-winded. Yeah, we we talk about things forever. I was like, ah. Oh. We did get in the first episode. We were pretty swift. And then we got more and more as time went on. Just long-winded <laughs> about certain topics. Right. Right. It's just, yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It's not a problem because 
I, I don't owe you listeners anything, so. <laughs> I guess, well. No, 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 no. Be careful what you say right now, Aaron, while you're kind of out of it. That's <laughs> you true. You may regret the things you say. I apologize <laughs> in advance for all comments, but mostly for that comment. I'm sorry, listeners. I owe you at least a laugh or two. <laughs> That, that's how we can repay them, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Making yeah. the podcast enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> if they decide to listen, at least it should be halfway interesting. <laughs> and at least fill some time, so. Is this episode six? This is. We're on six, wow. Six episodes. I can't believe we've been doing it for that long. Yeah. It's crazy. In some ways, it feels like a lot longer <laughs> than it is. Like is. I'm like, oh, only six episodes? Like. How long have we been doing it? For months. We've been doing this for months. <laughs> it feels like. You're saying it just drags on for you, Aaron? <laughs> on and on. I dread every other week when we go to record. <laughs> now that is I not kid. true. I, it's not. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Aaron's the one that's texting me if I'm like three minutes late. He's like, where are you at? <laughs> Come on, man. Can't be late. <laughs> late for the podcast how could you well should we start with some follow-up yes yes so i think the first item of business mm-hmm. is after we recorded all the stuff about roller coasters and amusement parks last time right after we were done you and i both realized we missed a very important part of theme parks that needs to be discussed and solved well I guess one problem well solved and the fact that, well, let's just talk about it. (laughs) It's hard to describe. (laughs) So the the problem is related to the incident where I lost my hat, right? Mm -hmm. And I had to hold my hat between my knees. I should have sat on it like we talked about. Mm -hmm. But fortunately, I didn't lose anything else because of this magical invention called cargo pants. And that is pretty much the only way to go to an amusement park these days, is uh, to be wearing cargo pants. I agree. Just 100 cargo pants <laughs> are the way of the future. They're not fashionable yet, but like we talked about, if we just make them the only things available, <laughs> then it'll be fashionable. Well, I mean... You probably have more uses for them than I do. Yeah. Specifically in amusement parks. They are nice because they have the Velcro for holding in all your stuff, like your keys and your wallet and right. such. And that's incredibly useful in places where there's extremes of <laughs> extreme amounts of G-force in random <laughs> directions. That's useful for right. holding in things. You move around more in your job, so cargo pants are probably nice because you're constantly not losing stuff. Right, right. As you're... Well, not losing stuff, but dropping stuff on the floor and yeah. that type of thing. Plenty of stuff to hold and plenty of stuff to to keep with me. That's the the thing that I like most about cargo pants is the sheer number of pockets. Because my pants have have two on back, two on front, three, two more on front, and then like two on the sides, and I can just hold like all the things I need for the day. And that's this directly relates to the problem that I have with theme parks is that short of putting a backpack in your pants. Which is which is cargo <laughs> pants. Those are that's that's what I mean when I say that. It's cargo pants. Those are backpack pants. Short of putting backpack pants on, you, there's no way to carry stuff in a park. Yeah, you just take David and I for example. 
we go to the park and say we don't want to pay a lot of money for food or say we've got water bottles that we want to be carrying or it's just any reason not everything fits in the cargo pants all the time and that's a huge problem because when you want to go on a roller coaster but there's only two of you you're not going to ask some random stranger to hold your stuff how do you how do you keep your stuff cargo pants are amazing the velcro pockets are perfect i actually just thought of something that would be perfect okay for regular pants wearers <laughs> okay so you can get a pocket with velcro on it and just take the pocket by itself and strap it put straps on the top and bottom of it and strap it to your leg <laughs> okay. to simulate the cargo pants pocket for all those circumstances where you were wishing you were wearing cargo pants exactly. but you are not exactly exactly <laughs> they'd be easy to, to put on easy to take off and they just you just you just slap it on your your leg and you have cargo pants kind of on Aaron I must admit you and I are taking this two totally different directions I've been thinking about this totally differently <laughs> <laughs> How have you been thinking about Cause, it? Because you, you were looking at very specific cases of making more things like cargo pants. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, and I felt like cargo pants are the temporary solution for a bigger problem at amusement parks. Oh. <laughs> oh. But I, I, I should have seen this because I know how much you love your cargo pants. <laughs> I mean, we had almost a half an hour discussion last time about the beautiful pants that you have. Yes, my beautiful, with beautiful knee pads, insets, and everything. Mm-hmm. That's because they're amazing. They're just the best. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I should have seen this coming. This was a bad call on my <laughs> part. <laughs> you had an in- intended path for our conversation, and I just took that path and I just derailed it <laughs> off to the side, <laughs> off somewhere else you didn't want to go. I'm, I'm no, sorry. No, no, it's it's all good. It's all good. I. I feel like, unfortunately, not everyone in the world shares your beautiful love of cargo <laughs> pants, your what? devoted, self-proclaimed love of <laughs> cargo pants. So I feel like a more general solution is, well, I guess not more general. Most people need cargo pants at amusement parks, but they don't always have them, right? Right. And so... You and I talked about an idea for lockers that you had. So do you want to describe that yes, please. for the listeners? I was thinking about this. I have to. <laughs> Tesla the Tiger is being put to take a nap on <laughs> yeah, my science yeah. table. <laughs> I just, my, I, yeah, temperatures are heating up for me. <laughs> uh, um, getting excited, that's why. All the fans are spinning up inside my head and all the calculus is running and I'm ready to go. So, lockers. This bothered me to no end because, like I was just saying, you've got backpacks, you've got things that you want to keep with you during the day. And when you go into the park, there's lockers at the entrance that you can rent for like five or ten bucks or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you go put your stuff in the locker. But the problem that I have there that people, all, everyone, not just me, everyone has is that you have to go back to the entrance of the park to get your stuff out of the locker and then you don't you you still can't carry it around with you all day like you can't keep it with you i'm one for keeping stuff with me my backpack's always like 
full of stuff that I want that I like think I'll need. Right. I'm kind of an over preparer at times. <laughs> and that's a different problem we can talk about later. But so there's lockers at the entrance that you can use, but those aren't very good and they cost money. It's no good. I don't like it. The problem, the time that you need a locker is right before you get on the ride and right after you get off the ride. That's when you need a locker. And so the idea is, as you're going through the queue line, before you get to the ride, but before, like after the queue line starts, but before you get to the ride, at some point, there's a locker, set of lockers. There's like a wall of lockers with one side on the queue line and one side facing out of the queue line. So when you're going through that part of the queue, you can turn, you hop off into this area, you open up a locker, you set your stuff in, you close the locker, and you lock it somehow, and you go on the ride. You you take your backpack, put it in the locker, close the locker, get on the ride. Everything's great. And then after you get off the ride, you can come back through after you exit, go back to the locker station, and open up the other side. You put doors on both sides of the locker, you open up the other side of the locker, and pull your backpack the rest of the way through. It's like a storage area, a storage place for your stuff because you need somewhere to keep the stuff. I agree. I feel like this would be very effective. I feel like... Does that make any sense? No, that makes total sense. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, just, I feel like I was explaining it. I was like, oh. Basically, in order to not clog up the locker areas, because some rides do have them, mm-hmm. and some, and most of the times they're often paid for. First of all, they need to be free because you already paid so much to get into the park. This should be a service that is just available. Seriously, I think it's nonsense that they charge for in like any more than like a quarter is just ridiculous. Like that's just ridiculous. Yeah, but and the idea you're talking about is so that you don't have to clog up the same side of the lockers for people going in and out. You have two sides of them. And I mean, a lot of the rides are set up that way where there's an entrance side of the ride and there's an exit side of the ride. Mm-hmm. You could just put that locker set as almost like the barrier and then you pull the stuff through on the other side i was thinking about it a lot of parks that have used this or i've seen use this have um like key codes with when they have lockers yeah um but then you have to like remember the key code that you put in or whatever it may be and if you're willing to keep just like your phone secured on the ride yeah you could even use like qr codes or something like that. You scan the locker and it syncs with your phone. So you have to have that phone to open up the locker. Mm, okay. And that way you don't have to memorize anything and no one else can try and like break in. It's just synced with the, with the device that you have. You can even right. do like watches. I guess they have to have the phone though for a lot of smart watches to do that. Okay. Yeah. But if you, if you could just hold on to your phone, then it would really make the, the access system nice. Right. Right. Here's an idea. What about, I mean, maybe it's not a good idea. Maybe that's not a great idea. So I learned this. A lot of parks actually don't let you have your phone on rides, like at all, period. I guess the park we went to is a little bit different in that you can have stuff in your pockets and on the ride more often than not. What if you just had like your debit card or something that you could swipe? (laughs) because <laughs> that's like unique and I, de- I, I it only identifies to you and you can just keep it in your pocket it's flat it stays in your pocket well and you just pull it out and, whoosh, and then it opens up the locker or yeah it opens up the locker you put your stuff in close the locker come around swipe it again and the locker opens i think a lot of people would be hesitant to be 
swiping their card, though. <laughs> I know. That was I agree that that's a totally well. great way to identify. And yeah. a lot of people and a lot of organizations do use debit cards. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, like, for example, there's a lot of concerts that okay. people go to where they can purely identify you off your debit card that you paid the tickets for. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. And so I think that would, that makes sense. And people are willing to do that at concerts because they already paid for the tickets. That's true. But I think a lot of people would be confused if it was supposed to be a free locker and they're using their debit card <laughs> to identify, you know what I mean? You're like, oh, I don't know. I, like, I dude, thought this was free. You, know? <laughs> you just you just have to put free on every single locker in really big letters so that as they're swiping, <laughs> it's like, you will not be charged. It's free. Here's an idea. Better. Your fingerprint. That's <laughs> I think I think that you're you're going worse down this end of people uh, not <laughs> being not feeling safe with the information but, they're giving away. Uh, yeah, yeah. Plus, you, you know how long it takes to do the the like sweeping of your fingerprint to make sure it can only be yours. No, it takes a while. Oh, you, there's like you have to do like five scans and things. Like oh, that to make it statistically significant that it's going to be. Your <laughs> Anyways, I don't think that would work either. Unfortunately, hmm. you could. There's there's one there's one got you on this, but let's let's try this out. Okay. What if you like for example when my family went to Disney World, okay. you can buy these things called like magic bands or something. They have some, you know, Disney name. Yeah. <laughs> and so. they're they're little bands you can put on your wrist and yeah. they're connected to your phone and your credit oh. card and everything you need. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. you can actually pay for food with them and you can okay. save this is a really cool part. You could go to like when they take the photos on the rides of you <laughs> and your family and stuff, like everyone's screaming and all that. Yeah, yeah. They'll show you those pictures afterwards on the little screens. To save them to your email, you just scan a little button near that photo. Okay. And yeah. it, it connects to your magic band and knows that's your photo and then it saves it to your email and all this type of stuff. Wow. So they were they were really sweet. They were okay. really cool. Yeah. But those cost extra. Okay. And every park doesn't have a ton of things that you would need, like the magic band for. Right, like, right. Not taking a lot of photos or that type of stuff. Unlike Disneyland, where that's like almost the whole experience <laughs> is like the family type atmosphere. Right. Um, but makes sense. what if you could put everything in the locker and inside the locker is a little wristband that you put on? You, so you take the wristband out of the locker. It's associated with that locker. Swap you the wristband. For swap the wristband stuff. for the stuff. You go on the ride with the wristband, you come out, you scan the wristband, take your stuff, and then put the wristband back in the locker, and then the locker is unlocked for the next person. Hmm. That's an idea. O- I- the only difficulty is making sure people remember to put the wristband to take back, the wristband right? off. <laughs> I think that's going to be our biggest. I think that's the, that's the downfall of that idea, because in my, in my mind, it's processing a whole lot of people, and so there's a high probability of people leaving the wristband and then you have to like reprogram the locker to the wristband and then eventually you just don't have any more wristbands for the locker for the day right i how much extra were those bands they were like 15 bucks per person okay okay. i'm sure you could make a cheaper one and like have like a deposit on it so like it definitely you could make it cost five bucks with the cost of the price (laughs) to get into the park make it cost five bucks for this pass this this wristband and then you keep the wristband but it's like a more reusable type of wristband like it's mm-hmm. just kind of a generic and they just they just scan it in for you 
Right. And then you can go through the park with with your wristband. Or it's just a generic. It doesn't even have to be connected to you at all. Right. Because it's just your wristband. But it's just a unique identifier. Right. And then at the end of the day, when you bring back the wristband, you, you give them the wristband. And they check it back into the database and refund you your money, your five bucks. Hmm. So anyone who does take it, they, they, they don't lose money for people who accidentally forget to take the wristband. Don't, don't remember to take the wristband off. And people who intentionally take the wristband, you never lose the money for those people. Right. But regular citizens don't have to pay any extra to use the locker system that huh. every park needs for everything. Right. Interesting. I like that idea that it's just kind of it comes with the ticket. Yeah. So that you just wear it throughout the day and you can check in and out of lockers. I'm trying to think of what else you could use it for. Well, without having to like connect your right, right. If credit if card we're just information. Generic, I mean it'd be easy enough to connect like it's not that hard to sync those things, I I would think. Like in yeah. my head it's not that hard no, of a problem. I've, I've worked with that technology before. It's pretty it's pretty simple. See, see, we got a man who understands these things here with us, and he says it's easy. It's easy. If you if you start having to put your debit card information on it, I think yeah, people would be resistant. And yeah, maybe. Well, yeah, it's it's it, it would start becoming a solution to more things than we need it to right, be. Right, right. Because it could be like what Disney has, where it's synced to everything. And yeah, you can buy anything with your debit card with it and that type of stuff. But right. I think simplicity of access to your stuff for lockers is all we need it to be for most parks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, cause then you can keep your stuff with you. And so it's not a bother to go pay for stuff anyway. Cause you still have your wallet with you, even though you don't have to carry it onto your rides because you got a wristband. <laughs> it's perfect. I got one more possible solution here. Okay. A little less, uh, humane, I guess you could say. Huma- huma- humane, David? What the, what, 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 what is the solution? I'm a little worried now. I'm a little scared. Like, so if, if it does, if we don't want to put it at the beginning of the park and you know have the system, we just want to keep it with the lockers. Yeah. <laughs> what if we made sure people don't lose the wristband by having the locker itself, uh-huh. and then just immediate to immediately to the left of the locker is like a little hole to stick your arm through, and then like the wristband <laughs> snaps onto your arm. What? And then like you take it out of the hole, you go on the ride. You put your hand into the other hole on the other side. <laughs> it snaps the wristband off your arm, you know. And then, and and then, then the opens. locker opens. It just pops open. Yeah. I don't know how aggressive of a machine you would need to, like, <laughs> take a wristband on and off of a person's arm. but Stick your wrist in it. It's calibrated a little too tightly. It just <laughs> cinches it on. You're just like, oh, no. Plus, it'd be horrifying for that moment where you're like, <laughs> Don't rip my arm up. Don't rip my arm up. <laughs> like, just stick your arm in. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Just try it. Employee does it. <laughs> oh, that'd be so fun. They could make so many jokes, too. They could stick their arm and go, ah! And then nothing actually happens. Like, look, see, it's a wristband. <laughs> and that'd be funny and good. If, it ha- if we did do this, it'd have okay. to make a horrifying, like, mechanical crunching sound <laughs> every time you put your arm in. <laughs> but that would solve the problem of not losing the wristband (laughs) some kind of wristband exchange program where you have to i I don't know that's not a bad idea that's not a bad idea 
What if what if you did what if you did the same thing but instead of a machine putting the wristband on and off, what if you just have like a V shaped channel? So the one side there's the slot you put a there's a slot for the wristband. Mm-hmm. And on the other side there's like a hole that you can reach into. So you take the wristband so you, you go in, you put your stuff in the locker, you close the locker, you take the wristband out. Okay. And it's like it's like proximity, it's got like a proximity sensor or whatever in it. Right. So when you pull it out of the hole, then it locks the door for the uh, locker, and then you have your wristband, you slop it on. And then to get your stuff out of the locker, the wristband, the key, you just slip, put it in the slot where it slides down oh. into where you can grab it again. But you can't grab it from the other side. Right, because exa- the slot's too small. You can't yeah. monkey it, your big old monkey hands in there. It just doesn't, oh, interesting. It doesn't work. And then the proximity sensor, when you put it back in. Unlocks the door. Yeah, yeah just unlocks, unlocks the, the other side. Unlocks the other side. <laughs> the only thing I can visualize is that, like, it would probably unlock both sides. Though. Yeah, you'd have to unlock both sides, <laughs> so I can visualize. <laughs> Unlocks both sides, and someone <laughs> reaches in, grabs your backpack, and starts running. Like, hey, get back here now! <laughs> You're always like, "All right, ready?" There's probably somebody trying to try and steal my stuff. <laughs> One person's ready to put the wristband in, and the other person's got the door. And they're like, "Okay, go!" <laughs> and they go in as fast as they can to get that stuff out of that locker. Actually, the, the simpler solution <laughs> would be it unlocks one side, the side you're grabbing it from. You yeah. pull your stuff out, and then you just have an employee like ready to go in case people don't close that back side. Okay. So once that back side closes again, then it unlocks the other side. Because you'd also have to keep the stuff locked oh, yeah, from it's the just back. A... So you just have to have an employee like shutting doors yeah, know, like, yeah. on the back side. <laughs> it sounds like a bummer for that guy, yeah. but eh, it's okay. You could be like... They're getting paid. You could be like the... Icy salesman right next to it. You know, yeah, and yeah, just yeah. like kind of yells at people, "Hey, shut your door!" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We could dress him up in a costume too. That'd be good. A Tesla the Tiger costume. Yeah. <laughs> just a big old. T- I'm Tesla the Tiger. You make sure you shut those doors, and somebody doesn't and tackles him. And... <laughs> like, you didn't shut the door. You need to go shut the door. Be fair to be maimed by a tiger <laughs> <laughs> for your lack of. <laughs> That was, a, that was in section 137 subsection f <laughs> you, you just need it the, the tiger w- may tackle you we're not responsible for any damage that comes of <laughs> the tiger tackling you sorry <laughs> nice well i think in the short term cargo pants work pretty well <laughs> but in the long term we do need to figure out this two-way locker system yes yes cargo pants and cargo pocket straps I'm still not feeling the straps, but we'll leave that uh, for another time. It's a great idea. It's okay. Fine, fine, fine. Take my straps and go somewhere else. <laughs> so I, I do have another bit of follow-up. Okay, okay. Please do. And this relates to that one time we were talking about your decision paralysis that comes when you're trying to buy drinks from those fancy machines that yeah. have all the options. Yeah, the freestyle machines <laughs> where I just sit there and I'm, I don't know what to press. Yeah. So I never suffer from that same complication. <laughs> but okay, okay. yesterday I went with one of our friends that you know as well. And we went to a renaissance fair where they have everyone dress up in ye old times clothes and that mm-hmm. type of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan, but he's into it. So I agreed to, agreed to go with him. Yeah. And it, it was fun. I enjoyed seeing other people do that type of stuff. Okay, <laughs> not <yeah>. myself, but... <laughs> It was kind of fun to see how did, much people get into it. Did, did this person also dress up? 
your, your, yeah. your friend? Well, he was he was helping with the fair. Oh. So he invited me to come, and he was, you know, he had some other things he had to do while oh, I was there. I see. Okay, okay, He just okay. kind of shot the breeze while he was working, and he'd okay, have to okay. stop for a second and go help someone do something and that type oh, of thing. Okay. So he was all garbed up then. Yeah, he was dressed up kind of like a Three Musketeer type clothes. Okay, okay, okay. Anyways, so the reason I bring this up is they had a, like, a root beer station where they have, like, the old-fashioned mugs and the bottles, you know, mm-hmm. and that type of thing. And it's just, like, homemade root beer, and it was super good. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but Yummy. I, I, I now think I feel a little bit what you feel when you go to the freestyle machine because there was only one drink. It was root beer or, yeah. or cream soda. Okay, I, yeah. I wanted root beer. But, yeah, yeah. So that part wasn't hard. But they had all the different, like, styles of mugs and stuff, and you had to actually buy the mug, uh-huh. right, and the bottle or okay. the bottle because they're not disposable. <laughs> you know, like, they, they have to sell <laughs> right. you the bottle to get the root beer. Right? right. So they had all these different styles of bottles and mugs, and they had the system where they'd say to, your, like, your first time buying it because you're actually buying the bottle as well, mm-hmm. the price for your first fill-up is, like, $3 or $4. Okay. And then the second time you come back with the same bottle and refill it, it's only like a buck okay. or $2 and that yeah. type of thing. So I'm sitting there ready to go get some root beer. Yeah. And I just see this this huge array of bottles of varying sizes, okay. not labeled. Really? Okay. And like not labeled how much they could hold. Okay. And it's like this one is three dollars for the first time, but only a one dollar refill. And this one's five time or five dollars for the first time, but only a one dollar refill. And this one's five dollars the first time, but a two dollar refill. What? But they're like all like varying sizes. Really? So it was like a really interesting problem for me to just <laughs> sit there and like, okay, how much root beer do I actually want? Like <laughs> how many times am I gonna fill it up? Like what would be the total cost? <laughs> so right, I'm doing right. this like analysis in my head. Yeah. Of like which bottle to buy based on how many how much root beer I'm assuming I will consume throughout the day. <laughs> the mental calculus ball starts rolling and you just you're you're lost in thought as you stare at the mugs yeah. and think, Oh, which one do I buy? <laughs> so I, I I think I had a small glance of what you experienced because I stood there for about probably five minutes, like okay. yeah, yeah. Because not only like if it was a perfectly concrete measurement of like this one's 12 ounces this one's 24 ounces right i probably would have been able to do it a little bit faster because i could yeah. get some better es- estimates but i was also estimating how much each one could hold <laughs> so i'm like okay how much can this one hold how much <laughs> how much root beer am i thinking i'm gonna drink if i have that one or how much will the total cost be and so i did like this whole right analysis for like five minutes right just the men- so like did the numbers relate to the like the cost of the bottle relate to the size of the bottle i thought that would be like pretty like a pretty clear way to kind of show how much the bottles would hold but was it just kind of random well, part of it was that i figured out quickly that there was like fancier looking bottles and they were based on what i could tell they were a little bit more expensive for the size they could hold right and so again oh, like, i'm just like estimating see. all these volumes and right. all this stuff so yeah i finally just decided the smallest bottle with the cheapest refill was probably the best way to go I would think so. I, I would agree <laughs> as well. I, that's what I would do. I don't know. Maybe if I went for the big, huge one and just, you know, only <laughs> refilled it once, it probably would have been cheaper. If barrels over to the side, you know, it's only like only like 50 bucks to get a, a barrel full. And you just, you just, <laughs> that, that, that's the way to go. If you're going to, if you're at a Renaissance fair, 
You're getting root beer. You better be drinking it out of a barrel. <laughs> Just give me the whole keg in the back. <laughs> yes. Yes. Anyway, so I don't know if that's a problem to be solved. I mean, it's kind of a unique scenario yeah yeah but i just wanted to tell you that to let you know that now i can understand Good. the pain that Good. you experience <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad you but, understand now <laughs> but unfortunately i'm gonna be in this scenario much less often than you will be <laughs> in that scenario <laughs> that's true number of times yeah uh, i'm gonna be stuck at the freestyle machine a whole lot more time in my life than you did at that one <laughs> renaissance fair that you went to <sighs> it's okay the price i pay for Indecision? Dang. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. It's a sad, Just need to make up my sad mind. reality. <laughs> On another note of follow-up, my boss at work was showing me a new app that he downloaded. And this goes back to episode, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> but I think like two or three where we're talking about the deep, lear- uh, the deep learning stuff and and cvpr and all the horrifying things you learned <laughs> at the conference okay he showed me an app that he had just recently done with like his whole family had started using it and so i i got to hear about it and i was getting paid to hear about it so it's not too bad but it's <laughs> <laughs> always a benefit yes but it's an app it's called the face app just like no spaces and capital a for app face app and what you do with it is you take pictures of your face. So you take like a selfie. Okay. And then it's got all this all this stuff to modify your face to make you look <laughs> like really there's one that makes you look really old and one that makes you look like a girl and one that makes you makes you look like a guy if you're a girl and one that makes you look all wrinkly and one that like like they just change like the way your face looks huh. in kind some of them like look ridiculous and you're like that's ridiculous so some of them were kind of terrifying i was like that <laughs> is so scary he was showing me one picture of a picture he took of his face and he did the like make make himself look old thing and he was like that looks kind of scarily like my dad and i was like <laughs> oh, that's so cool so on the topic of of you know applications to help us help help the general public learn right i found one face app well, good i'm glad that's being developed i have one important question though okay is turn yourself into nicholas cage one of the options on that <laughs> app because uh, that'd be glorious not yet <laughs> i wish it was that would be pretty much the best but no no i don't think it was okay well i'll have to check it out but i'm glad it was basically the solution we had talked about mm-hmm, right you mm-hmm. just gotta make trendy apps mm-hmm. that show this show the world that this stuff can happen so. they heard us now they're now they're listening they're <laughs> listening to us and they, they know the solution i i think that's exactly what happened <laughs> <laughs> within you know a couple weeks a couple weeks they developed an app and made it widely popular and yeah it's easy see they did it anyone can do it it's not that hard yeah i'm glad people are implementing our advice <laughs> it's obviously being well heard so this is good <laughs> they didn't do it for us people that's not why they do that. I think the listeners knew that. But, <laughs> but just in case you didn't realize just, that. Just in case. Just in case you didn't yeah. know. Our, our influence on the world is not quite that large. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting there. It's close. So last time, we have a lot of follow-up. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's plenty to going talk back about. to last time, we talked a little bit about the zero waste movement. Yeah. And some of the things that lady was doing in her videos. Um, yeah, the yeah, yeah, who <laughs> didn't save that trash bag, that, that, that bread bag, didn't save any bread bags, yep. <laughs> that was very coherent, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. Don't you worry, David. All I'm here is for... <sighs> I'm t- I'm just keep talking, <laughs> just keep talking. I'm tempted not to cut anything from this episode, <laughs> just so people can hear how, how loopy we are today. I mean, I wouldn't mind, but, you know... <laughs> The listeners probably would. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Maybe. Um, anyways, so we were talking about that zero waste movement, and it reminded mm-hmm. me of an experience that I had a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And my parents have a big 60-inch widescreen TV, you know, flat screen, really nice. Yeah. And a couple months ago, it finally broke. Okay. And one of the grandkids said, accidentally threw a toy into the center of it and it shattered in the glass on the inside. But it was like five years old. It was probably going to die out anyways. It was starting to lose pixels. So, okay. Yeah. It it was kind of on the way out anyway. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well that just means you get a new TV. So they were okay with that. But being the electronics person that I am, Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, let's see if we can find any use for it. And if we can't, let's see if we can, uh, you know, recycle it properly because yeah. that's a huge TV. Yeah, yeah. And so first of all, I was like, all right, this is playground time for me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I got to take this thing apart, see if there's anything I want from the inside, that type of thing, you know, circuits. <laughs> Wait, so, so you you opened up the TV. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and started pulling out the boards from the back. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I don't think. I just that didn't even halfway cross my mind to do with a TV that was broken. Uh, my first thought was recycle, but like salvage from the T, like the T. Uh, okay, okay. So keep in mind, I, I teach physics. So oh, okay, yeah. Having circuit boards are nice to show students. Okay, yeah. So I was, yeah, I, don't, I wasn't. I'm not really planning on using the boards for like building something. You know, oh, I don't. I don't build oh, like okay. robots from broken TV. <laughs> screens so so it's not it's not a you're not pillaging the stuff to reuse it to like build, right. build a but more to like show like this is what's in the back of your tv when i talk to students because oh. it's kind of fun to say like here's the you know the board that programs the led panel you know okay yeah, yeah yeah that may okay i can get on board with that i was sitting there <laughs> thinking you were gonna pull the back of the tv off take the circuit boards out and like reuse the circuitry and build the, a and smaller the, tv <laughs> build a smaller tv right right like With the non-broken like, glass <laughs> from the first tv if i could do that i could make a lot of money <laughs> actually probably not tvs are so cheap yeah just, probably still build yeah, or no. find new ones. i think that would yeah anyways so the first thing i did was pillage from the tv okay. <laughs> yeah yeah after that i was like okay what what else can you use the TV for? And mm-hmm. I found some like interesting uses. Like people have built coffee tables out okay. of TVs before. Yeah, and it's actually not that hard because they already have those big huge bolts that would go in for the the mounts if you put it on your wall. Oh, okay, yeah. And so people just buy table legs, often like metal ones that yeah. have the bolts in them, anyways. And oh, so they just the right size of threading, and you just pop it on. Yeah, and then it just is like a coffee table. Weird. Yeah. Like it's just like a TV, like a Panasonic 
coffee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfect. <laughs> That's just what I needed. So I was like, I was going to do that. But the problem is that TV is a little bit older and mm-hmm. it was just so heavy. Okay. And yeah. so like I was tempted to do it just for fun, like, you know, make a coffee table. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, no, nah, we're still not going to have a use for it because it's so heavy. And the other thing was that a lot of people, they do that when the the TV has just burned out and the glass panel still solid. Right. The glass isn't just shattered. Yeah. And so ours is shattered and there's actually like a a film on top that holds in the glass. So even if the glass is broken, yeah, you couldn't just like kind of like on cell phones, right? When the glass is broken, people aren't like constantly cutting their fingers on that glass because there's a a layer on the end. There's a layer in front. (laughs) That makes, I didn't really think about that. That would be terrible if like, you, you drop your phone and then you don't notice that it's crap. You go to swipe and it's just blood everywhere. You're like, ah! <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Most of the time, you're not breaking that first layer. You're breaking the glass on the inside. Right. Go, so yeah. that's the same thing with our TV. So I was like, well, it'd probably still be safe, but like my parents' house, we have the grandkids around all the time. It's like, yeah, I just don't feel safe having a broken glass panel, you know, inside <laughs> just this. Just laying around. Yeah. 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 Even though it was inside to panels on either side but still i'm just like yeah we probably just don't want to keep this around right right after i'd done all my experimentation pillaging and all such things mm-hmm. i was finally like all right let's just get this thing recycled yeah take it to the recycling center and i was horrified okay to find out that most places that recycle computers yeah will not recycle tvs what why not yeah what the, but that's why not because the relative amount of circuitry is the part they're recycling. Okay. And so the part I was taking out myself and <laughs> pillaging <laughs> is the stuff they would normally have taken out. Right. But it's not enough circuitry to justify taking the, the oh, TV itself. The TV. At least that's my understanding. Maybe there's other aspects to it. Right. But most places would not recycle the broken TVs. And What? This is kind uh, of horrifying yeah. to me to think about because even even without the circuit boards, there's still a lot of electrical components inside the LED like film screen that's lighting up the TV. You yeah, know? And yeah, that's stuff you don't want just laying yeah. around in a landfill. Yeah, and plus, you, you, I mean, you can take glass and other things to recycle plants and that type of thing, and that's there's true. plenty of glass on the TV. Yeah, but I mean, the point of this all is to say like what are we doing? Like <laughs> there's like tons of crap and broken TVs that should not just be thrown in a landfill. You right. Know? Right. And so again, like I'm not a, again, I'm not a huge like recycler, you know, but, but I mean, large 60 inch <laughs> electronic panels. Yeah, there's a lot of people that have TVs and we don't have any reasonable way of disposing of them. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is a little bit horrifying for me to think about. That's terrible. Yeah. That's not good. That's not good. I wish I wish recycling was substantially easier and I've heard <laughs> I've heard of places where it's a lot easier like Canada and actually in Hawaii it was pretty easy too. Oh yeah. Cuz there's like you get money back for oh nice for donating your bottles. That's one of the like the places where like glass bottles have the little little 5 cent HI stamp on it and it's like you just take your bottles to the recycling center and everyone uses the recycle and like here in America, I just like get so frustrated because there's not an easy way to recycle things. Right. There's not a recycling bin that you can put stuff in, or it's not it's not a simple process. You have to pay a lot more, and you have to do a lot a lot of extra work to get the recycling done. I think we, I think it would be good to, to shift everything we do and definitely have more people do it. Yeah, 
but I wish it was easier. Yeah. I just, especially with electronics, even though there are some places where you can recycle, mm-hmm. again, kind of like you're saying, the way it's set up right now, even if the electronic place I was thinking of would have taken broken TVs, the one I was thinking of is still about 30 minutes away from here. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you're not right in the cities of America, it's really hard to recycle that stuff, you know? So, right. you know, if you live in a rural, rural area, you're, you're lucky if recycling is even available. And if you have a broken TV or any of the broken electronics, you know, <laughs> you gotta start driving. Yeah. You can, <laughs> you're just going to drive two hours to get right. to a place where you can go. It's like, right. So I guess the question is without totally revamping the entire American recycling system. Or I guess maybe if we still need to, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's good too. But I think that's the solution. <laughs> <laughs> but any other thoughts or ideas on how to improve the setup? No, no, no. <laughs> I got one. You just have a chute in the floor. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A chute in the floor that goes to a conveyor belt system that connects all houses. Kind of like a sewer <laughs> system but for recycled goods. I could be down with that. It'd be easy. Just take it straight to the landfill. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to bother with a bin and sorting and all this other stuff. <laughs> Let, let's, let's pay somebody to do that. I'll just send it all via conveyor belt system. Yeah. Well, even one thing I've always thought about is could you take the regular garbage system? Mm-hmm. Don't even think about recycling, right? You just throw everything in the garbage system. Okay. And we can recycle a lot of metals and a lot of electronic stuff, right? Yeah. I almost wonder if you could just like pre-process everything that's going to the landfill. Yeah. And just have a giant magnet that just sucks everything from the regular garbage that's coming in <laughs> that is recyclable. Right. Um, that's easy. I feel like that'd be pretty easy to do for metal, especially yeah. since a lot of the metal that is recyclable is magnetic. Yeah. Like electronics can vary depending on right, the type, right. but at least for like just simple metals, that would work. So I've always wondered, could you do that with glass somehow? Make a, a glass magnet. <laughs> yeah, a glass magnet. That would be a, awesome. And a plastics magnet. <laughs> Recyclable plastics magnet. Yeah. I think, uh, well, uh, <laughs> I don't, you're the <laughs> physics guy. I don't know anything about this. I'm on board. I think that'd be amazing. Because <laughs> if you could do that, that'd be awesome. Because then you wouldn't have to think about the recycling. It just would naturally occur. <laughs> uh, well, not naturally, but it would occur. <laughs> Just by everything that gets processed in the landfill, you put it through a conveyor belt system and force it to. <laughs> There's got to be something in nature that sorts out glass. We just we uh, no not 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 naturally 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 it would work great. You just I don't know. Now my physics brain is turning incredibly fast right now, seeing if I can think of any. Is there any way to magnetize glass? Well, you can magnetize glass, oh. but you'd magnetize everything else <laughs> in the process. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's true. What if what if what if we sold stuff? What if all glass was magnetized before manufacturing? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I come up with like a half a reasonable solution in my brain, and David just starts laughing at me, like I like it was a stupid idea. No, I was sorry. I wasn't laughing at the <laughs> idea itself. There are problems with that, but I was laughing at the visualization because most glass bottles go in fridges. Right. And the outside of fridges are, ma- are magnetized. So. What? Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> I th- so you can just stick a glass bottle <laughs> right on the fridge. Oh, kids are in the way and you need the countertop space. Just 
boop, pop it on the fridge. <laughs> easy, easy. The other problem is, is glass does not is not designed to be magnetized, so it doesn't oh. hold the magnetism for very long. Oh, really? <laughs> oh. That's the that's the physics problem. <laughs> I was I just was thinking of the visualization of just glass flying across the room and sticking to magnetic surfaces. You set it set, set a glass bottle down on the on the countertop and it just wunk shatters as it hits on the, the fridge. <laughs> Blam! Like oh, you just, why'd you do that? You'd have to put like a piece of tape on the countertop where it was too close to the fridge, and yeah. that wouldn't work. I guess we could try. And permanently magnetize glass. I'd have to think of all the, the physics implications of that. I don't think you can do that permanently for glass. I may oh, be wrong. Okay. We may, if we find out, you could. That may be interesting <laughs> to think about. <laughs> Change our way of life so that we work with magnetic glass bottles. Magnetic glass bottles. And magnetic yeah. plastic. Could you do it with plastic? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> He's I, saying I don't know. What he says is, what he means is, no, nah, there's no way. It's not possible. It's not <laughs> happening anytime soon. <laughs> That's He's a little just, bit fair. He's just trying <laughs> to save my feelings. It, well, I don't know means I'm like 70% sure that won't work, but <laughs> there's a slight bit of me that's uncertain. It's not, it's not like the I don't know in my brain where my brain goes I don't know and it's like, but I don't know. It could be. It's possible. Anything's possible. <laughs> you're just, you're, you're I don't know is, I, probably not. <laughs> I don't know, meaning I I don't know, and so it, nobody knows, you know. <laughs> it, it reminds me of my favorite saying. Kids, remember this. Nothing is impossible, but it is not very likely. <laughs> true, true. So, this, is, this is true. <laughs> that's that's my, my, my final answer to this okay, proposition. Okay, okay. I like it. I like it. I like it. So I don't think we've presented any reasonable solutions, but actually, one just came to mind. What oh, yeah. if we make the bottoms of the bottles and stuff uh, uh, magnetic? Can you get like different magnetic frequencies? Is that even a thing? Magnetic like, frequencies? Uh, <laughs> no. I don't know what I'm talking about, obviously, but like a way to like program, like have like. So so here's my idea. Okay. Bottle. And you just put a little metal plate on the bottom of the bottle that's yeah. magnetic. So when you're running it through the magnet system, your glass bottles and your plastic bottles stick to the okay. stick to the magnets. But what if you had like y- you have to have some way to sort between <laughs> them? Like you don't want to yeah. have monkey people people just sitting there just like or monkeys came to mind too. You could do it with monkeys, but like <laughs> glass and plastic, like having to pull the glass and plastic bottles off of the magnetic conveyor. Is there a way to like? So <laughs> this is a really weird solution, okay. <laughs> probably a really lame one. <laughs> but if it's just separating plastics from glass, yeah. What if you always put the north side of the magnet on the glass and always the south side of the magnet on the <laughs> plastic? So it just and then you have different polarized magnets for the separation. It's genius. A huge <laughs> coordination system. <laughs> That's genius, David. You're a genius. <laughs> that worked perfectly. So then we just we use a little bit more metal and we can reuse the metal bits because we'll just pop them off after we're done. And then and then the glass is easy to sort through and the plastics <laughs> are easy to sort through and you just put little metal dots on everything, little magnetized metal dots on everything. <laughs> There's only one problem with that. Okay. Any metal would just go everywhere. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I don't know. It was, just, it was just a funny visualization in my mind. 
Here's another idea. So garbage trucks are like a great big trash compactor. Right. On wheels. What if in trash cans, what we have is we have a, a standardized divider system. So most of the trash can is for regular trash. And then there's a slot for plastics and a slot for glass. Okay. S- and, and a big like, part of when the trash truck comes, it, it puts a chute sh- a onto the – or it has some way to, like, direct the flows. So you put your glasses and your plastics in the small one and your trash in the big one. And what happens? It picks it up and it dumps it in the back. And, and the glasses are put with glass and the plastics are put with plastics. And the trash is put in the trash compactor. There's like a new, a new subsections hmm. for the glasses and the plastics. How about this? <laughs> this, is, this is way too complex. But okay, okay, okay. Stay with me for a okay. second. <laughs> so how about in the trash can itself? Okay. There is... A, a giant magnet, okay, <laughs> <laughs> on the sides of your okay, okay. of your trash can itself, yeah. and it's an electromagnet. So I don't I don't know how we're powering this, but <laughs> batteries batteries are great. <laughs> so it 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 takes the trash can up. Oh, how about it's powered by the truck? Okay, yeah, As yeah. As it clamps it just on, connects. it powers yeah, right, it. Yeah. Turns on this electromagnet, and it oh, pours yeah. all the regular stuff into the trash can but we still have the magnetic like the magnetic the glass and plastics right, so the okay, glass yeah, the yeah. plastics and the metals still stuck on are there. still stuck on they fall everything else falls into the trash compactor yeah then it moves the trash can over to a separate slot right and just then drops it over drops all the recycling into the recycle bin yeah and then it separates the glass and the plastics i guess it could do it later but yeah yeah but then you it, the the compactor is separating that part out for you because it just turns off and on the electromagnet inside of your garbage can. <laughs> That's a great idea. Until, like, you park a car too close to your trash can. <laughs> and the trash truck goes to grab it and turns on the electromagnet. Car goes, whoop, <laughs> smashes into the trash truck. And then your car. It wouldn't have to be that strong. Oh. Well, I was hoping it would be that strong. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. If we, if we wanted to, like, pull metal through garbage bags. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'd have to, like. But we'd probably have to have like a no garbage bag policy at that you'd have to like empty your garbage bag into the Or trash just can. make it so strong that <laughs> it just rips so apart <laughs> anything. Bags just are just torn to pieces and, and <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. Yeah. I can get on board with that. <laughs> Anyways, so just pre separate it before <laughs> it even gets to the landfill, you know? Yeah. And it's easy, you just dump it all out and yeah. into the proper slots. I'm still trying to figure out the way to get rid of the metal before the rest of the stuff. But no, oh, yeah. I'm I'm like trying to I'm trying to think of this like elaborate system where like <laughs> you turn on the north side magnet and then you turn on a south side magnet and then like you have some elaborate system to get those separated and the metal okay. falls through and I don't know. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think it can be done. There's there's gotta be a way there's, to engineer this. There's always a way. There's just there's a, oh, a million ways for everything and that's one of the ways. <laughs> And we're completely ignoring paper here, but <laughs> we can't ignore paper, David. The rainforests paper must be recycled. I that that one I feel is easy enough to have like a separate bin. <laughs> like, the paper you're like just not just put it in a separate well, bin. No, I mean, sorry. no, I feel like like for example, a lot of schools around here have like a paper recycling yeah. bin you can go to. 
and you don't have enough paper throughout the day that you're constantly throwing paper in. So, mm -hmm. like, for example, when I'm at the school, the school's great about, okay, like, all your old assignments, just put it in this bin and we'll right. go. You know, so it's kind of, it's easy to do, like, a group. Let's throw all the paper in there at one time. Right. That makes sense. That may, okay. Whereas, yeah. like, I'm not going to save plastic bottles and stuff like that <laughs> in my room and glass bottles. Right, right. If there are bins, it's doable. But, man, we're, we're just a bunch of lazy <laughs> we should just we should just do the extra work to save the world for realsies doesn't mean we can't make them easier <laughs> <laughs> that's true i agree 100 <laughs> percent. all right i'll get working on that okay. electro electrically magnetic inducted garbage can <laughs> <laughs> and you'll you start by putting the south and north side magnets on every <laughs> possible glass bottle <laughs> every possible I'll just get some E6000 and just start popping it on there. You're at the grocery store. <laughs> Sir, what are you doing? Saving the world, man. Saving the, saving the world. Grabbing bottles and sticking magnets on them. We could put a little little like picture of the world onto the magnet so that you pick it up and it just says save the world with a little picture of the world. And you just, you just, I just go through all the bottles and just pop, 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 pop. I like it. I like it. It's the guy at the grocery store. Boss, are you going to stop him? I don't know. <laughs> no, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Is he harming anyone? No. Uh, see, let's see how long it takes him for him to get bored. <laughs> Perfect. So, I love tamales. <laughs> They're so yummy. I talk about food a lot on this podcast. I like tamales, <laughs> and we got some sometime, one time, and they were delicious. And then tamales is not something I, like, seek for, like I look for, but just, just a, a couple months ago, I was thinking, man, I, I could go for some tamales. Like, I could I could go for some good tamales, but I don't want to go to, like, a restaurant and order them. Like, that's kind of, right. that, that's weird. Like, why would I go order tamales? Like, that's weird. I don't so, think that's weird at all but <laughs> so <laughs> continue on <laughs> so it, it it's just it I, I realized this after all this happened exactly why it's weird but i was going and, and like a couple weeks after that i had been thinking about tamales off and on for <laughs> for several weeks so we go to the supermarket and we're sitting in the car and we see a guy outside with bags these 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 big ziploc bags and i something clicked in my head and i was like are those tamales <laughs> we hop out of the car and the dude is selling these bags of I think like like 12 tamales for like 10 bucks or something like that uh -huh. he just he's just a dude in a parking lot with like two ziploc bags <laughs> the three ziploc bags like all the different flavors of tamale and he's like tamales 10 bucks and i was like Heck yeah! <laughs> I'm all over the. I pull. I I had a ten dollar bill. I was so happy. I had a ten dollar bill. I pull it out. I was like, "Here is my ten dollars," and I got my bag of tamales. And everything was wonderful. <laughs> and, and and then we ate them, and they were delicious. And I realized that tamales, like when they come to me, that's when they're the most wonderful. <laughs> that's the most delicious tamale. Is when they just they they just. <laughs> Like, I, I can't seek them out. If I seek them out, they're not going to be as good. Because I had some at one time at a restaurant. I went to a restaurant, and they just weren't – I, I ate them, but they were, you know, it just wasn't that amazing. But, uh, like, parking lot tamales called – like, <laughs> knew that they needed to come to me. 
and knew that I needed them. If you let it go and it returns, then it means it's yours, right? Now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so we ate the bag of tamales, and that's all. That's my story. I just you 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 have to wait for tamales. You have to you have to you have to wait till they come to you. That's <laughs> so. First of all, how did you spot out tamales from across a parking lot? No. <laughs> Ziploc bags. <laughs> so, sorry, he wasn't. He wasn't across the park. He was like ten feet from the car. I think. I think you're underestimating. You probably saw those from a good <laughs> half a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I think the tamales saw me from half a mile away. <laughs> they called to you. Yeah. You were actually on the road driving, and you sensed something <laughs> in the air. Yeah, yeah, and that's when you turned exactly that's to see exactly, exactly, exactly. It's it's just it has to be a thing in nature. To just when the tamales come to you, then <laughs> then it'll be the most wonderful experience. But if you go searching, they you won't find. They won't be there. I don't know what to say because <laughs> <laughs> I've not experienced this great, beautiful moment when a tamale comes to you. So <laughs> here's here's the lesson to take from this. The next time that you see a dude in a parking lot selling tamales and you think, man, how long have those been out of the fridge? Don't think about any of that. (laughs) Buy the tamales and eat them and be happy. (laughs) That's that's the moral of the story. But the quick side note, when you see a man in a parking lot with Ziploc bags, make sure he's selling tamales before (laughs) you go over. Before you go try to start buying stuff. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just to be warned. <laughs> That's all. That's, I, I just wanted to tell you that story well, of parking lot tamales. I'm glad the tamales called to you and that you enjoyed them. Thank you. I, w- I will look forward to the day when such things happen to Don't me. worry. Don't worry, my friend. One day, one day the tamales <laughs> will call you and you'll go to them. So, Aaron, I have one last question for you. Okay. Did we actually solve... Any problems in this episode, or was it all follow-up and speculation? <laughs> <laughs> I guess we did the the lockers and the trash can. Yeah, the trash cans. All right. Recycling. All right, problem to be solved. <laughs> and we know exactly. Magnets. That's how we're going to solve recycling. All right. So we got we got at least one in. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, okay. I think we have to make that at least a limit so we don't go meandering <laughs> too far. Or not a limit, a quota. A yes, quota yes, at least yes. one. I agree 100%. I think... I think I think magnets are the solution to most of life problems. So <laughs> I think, I think that'll be the solution. For but the key is problem. knowing which ones go with the north side and which <laughs> ones go with the south side. If you mess it up, then we're in big trouble. Big trouble. 